What is up, everybody? I'm George Mossy. This is the George Mossy Show. I need you to say hello to my co-host, Didi. So, 90 Day Fiance, Love in Paradise. We're on season three. Episode two has aired. Um, There was no Jessica and Juan this week. So, if you're wondering what's going on with them and their situation, we don't know. You don't know either. We'll figure it out next week. But we do know Valentine got on a plane and he's going to Columbia and he's seeing his man for the first time in three months. And we know that they have some issues because in the last two and a half years, they've broken up more times than they can count. And now they're ready to get married. And then Carlos drops a bomb in the car on the way back from the airport. And he says that they've never had sex. So this is a very interesting um, thing to come up right before their wedding, like their days before their wedding. And they they break up a lot. They've never had sex. And then we found out that both of them are the same um, sex role um, in their relationship and they're not budging. So they have to budge because in order for their relationship to work, you know, intimacy is a very big part of a relationship, especially a marriage, you know, so we're watching them kind of figure out and navigate through this dilemma. So they're probably going to end up going to some sort of sex store and they have to figure this out, right? Because it's like, you don't need to marry someone that you're not sexually compatible with. And even Valentine admitted it himself. He's like, we're not sexually compatible, but we do love each other. And I'm like, I don't know if that's enough. Is love enough? No, no, no. Love is not enough. <laughs> you have to you you have to get your intimate in there, intimacy in there some way, somehow. But he did make a very good um um he did make make a very good statement. Uh Valentine don't um don't want to go first because he's scared that um carlos won't want to do it and then carlos don't want to go first because he thinks valentine won't want to do it so they're trying to meet in the middle talking about going to a sex store but when they said that they have not had sex yet i was like what <laughs> like well, y'all been right. together for how long <laughs> like, right Two and a half years, they've seen each other numerous times, and they're playing not it. You know, we were, we were kids, and we would say, one, two, three, not it. That's kind of how they're doing it. They're like, well, I don't want to do it. Well, I don't want to do it, and they're not doing it. And it's like, guys, you have to figure this out. You're going to be married. You're going to be starting a life together. Carlos is going to be moving to the California to live with you. Y'all haven't had sex. And not only that, it's like y'all don't want to do it. You're, like, scared to try it. And it's like, guys, figure this out, because the the, the marriage itself going to be built on a foundation sex is part of that foundation like love patience sex those are all parts of the foundation without that foundation the house is going to fall over it's not going to work so it's like you can't be playing not it when it comes to your sex life you have to be able to figure this out and somebody has to go first right like somebody has to go first they're gonna have to be the um i think uh carlos called it um the verse um the verse yeah. side of it where they both give and take I, they're they're both going to have to be the verse they cannot both be tops because it's never going to work and they can't keep using the sex toys because i mean come on the sex toys is maybe something temporary but come on now sex toys do no you you need the real deal well right they have you to can't have this. They can't just use toys in their whole relationship. Like, this is crazy. I was so shocked when they said that. I was like, wait, what? Never? Because they, they me. I was like, what? They're so touchy-feely and they're so like in love. And I was like, that's weird. That's a super weird situation for them. And 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 it seems like they're both sexual people because when Valentine was on the plane, he was like, I can't wait to get there. I can't wait to have sex. And then when he get there, we find out. They've never done that. I don't know what he was talking about in that on that plane. What was he even talking about? They've never even done that. So hopefully they figure this out 
before they get married because the wedding is coming up very, very soon. The Michelle situation is also something that they're going to have to figure out too because is she going to be at the wedding? Is she not going to be at the wedding? Are they going to fight over this again? They can't break up. They don't have enough time to get back together. So they have to figure yeah. it out while they're still together right now. All right, so let's yeah. head over to Dallas, <laughs> Texas because we met Jordan and she is with Everton. They are not engaged. I want to throw that in because that's going to be important later on. They're not engaged, but she um, met him in the Cayman Islands. He's actually from Jamaica and she's 38 and she's a nudist. She does not like clothes. So she built an eight foot privacy fence to put around her backyard so she can literally live her life in the nude. And what's interesting enough if that's not enough, she actually had a job as an eyelash extension artist, and that stopped during the pandemic because you weren't allowed to have clients or whatever. So she started doing fetish videos to support herself, which we support sex work here at the George Motsi Show. There's work is work. Sex work is also work. We respect that. But the issue is Everton doesn't know about it. Not only does he not know, he's not okay with her even being a nudist. He's very selective of where she can be naked and where she can't be naked. So the idea that she's selling videos naked to men or women, we don't know, whoever wants to watch that. Um, she's selling those videos to them and he doesn't know this could be a huge deal because he doesn't even like the idea of her going to a nudist place where people are allowed to be nude. Everyone is. And he's not comfortable with that. So I think that this is going to be. Uh, interesting transition for him because not only is that a culture shock because probably where he's from, you know, people don't necessarily do this type of work. Like in America, sex work is pretty normal. I mean, it might be normalized over in the Cayman Islands. I don't know. I've never been, but I don't know how he's going to handle that. And then on top of all that, like there's so many layers to this story. We found out that she took out a home equity loan on her house and bought some land in the Cayman Islands six figures worth. She wouldn't give us a number, but we know it's over $100,000 with um Everton. And she is going to, they're going to build apartments and a restaurant. That's the plan. But we also found out that Everton has two sons with two baby mamas and he takes care of them. He takes care of their sons and the baby mamas and he takes care of his mom. And he's just a kind person. So he takes care of everybody. And they're worried. Well, her friends are worried, Alexia and Heather, that Everton is going to take advantage of the situation because if the family is expecting him to take care of them, are they going to expect a free apartment on that land? Are they going to expect free food at the restaurant? Like how, when does it end with how much he's going to do for other people? And this is all on Jordan's dime, which is a loan against her house. So if this doesn't go well, she could not only lose Everton and lose everything that she put in, she could lose her house because the loan has to get paid back too. So like, how do you feel about this situation? Are you worried? Cause I'm kind of worried. Yeah. I mean, when she said that she paid six figures for some land in the Cayman Islands, I'm like, girl, let me see this land. I mean, you can buy a whole island for <laughs> six figures with a boat in house. I mean, like, come on, six figures. I, and then it's in her name, but she put him as um, power of attorney. Um, are you stupid? Like, come on now. Who does that? Uh, forget what kind of how she makes her living. Let's talk about how she bought a land for six figures. It's Where is this land out? Right. I, I need to see this land. Like, seriously. What? Yeah, undeveloped land. There's not anything on it already. Because I was like, maybe if there was a business on it already or if there were apartments on it already. But that seems really high. 
for that area, right? Like what, where is it? Is like, is it a prime area? Is it in like a shopping district? I don't know a lot about it. I just worry that she's in too deep because they're not engaged. They're not married. They're not engaged. They're just dating. It's been 12 years on and off, but they've been on for the last three years. And something that Everton said in the episode kind of rang a bell in my head. He was like, well, she's been taking care of me since the pandemic. So maybe he's growing accustomed to being taken care of. And that's not a good relationship to be in where you're always going to be the one taking care of the other person. You should be taking care of each other. As he was like, oh, well, she was my rock during the pandemic for the past three years. And since that was in the last three years, they've been together that whole time. So there was no reason for them to be off. They were always on when the money was flowing. That was the first thing I thought. Well, this is a huge red flag. I am on her friend's side on this one. Like, he hasn't even proposed to her, even though she says that they're engaged. He's never proposed. He de She doesn't have a ring. He hasn't. I mean, they're not even talking about getting married. They're just talking about buying this land, uh, starting this business. Like, is all he's seeing is dollar signs from her. And then she goes and takes a loan out against her house, her home. Like she said, and her friend says she has everything to lose. He has everything to gain. Like, I. I didn't even know what to say about that one. I was like, girl, yeah. but still, I, I just, I can't get over six figures or land. I mean, you can buy a house in the Cayman Islands with land for less than that. I mean, I've got to see this land. I've got to see the land. Yeah, we got to see the <laughs> I, land. I mean, I hope it's an island or something. I mean, you can go to Key West, Florida and buy a land, buy an island less than six figures. Come on. Who would yeah. have thought of the, the fetish videos and her being a nudist, that was the least important part of the story? Who would have thought that, right? Because I was like, whoa, this is interesting. And then when she started talking about the land, I was like, well, this just got crazy. Like, it was yes. like, interesting to crazy. Just that quickly. <laughs> So let's talk about Scott and Lydia. So we met Scott's mom. She's an 83-year-old woman who is very <laughs> outspoken. Very is outspoken. 83? She is 83 years old. Scott's mom is 83 years old, and she's very outspoken, and she thinks that Lydia might be too old for her son. That's exactly what she said. She said, you're normally dating 20, 30-year-old women. This woman is 56. She might be too old for you because just like your father, you have a high sex drive. And I felt very uncomfortable in this situation and conversation. I was like, this is an interesting relationship between him and his mom, but they're close. And I I, I love the fact that she's honest with her son and they can have these open conversations. Because, you know, when they say when you're a child, your parents are your parents. But when you become an adult, your parents become your friends. And I can definitely see that Scott's mom is his friend. They have friendly conversations. And she's worried that he's dating above his age bracket, which is interesting because he's dating in his age bracket, but he's used to dating younger women, but he thinks that he's mature and he's, he's ready to take on a woman, a mature woman. So we're going to see. So we watched Lydia and Nicole and the girls have a little, I want to call it like a sexual awakening party um, in the DR uh, the day before Scott was to arrive. And there were gifts there were condoms, there were cucumbers, there were feather massagers, there was lingerie. There was a lot going on at this party. And 
we found out it's been 12 years since Lydia was intimate with the man. So Nicole felt it was important to awaken her sexually to make sure that she's going to be ready for Scott when he arrives. And this all, this whole episode kind of made me a little uncomfortable. Honestly, like it was very uncomfortable for me. It was a lot of information, but I'm happy for Lydia, right? This is a different side of her. We've seen her as the overprotective, almost mean, cold-hearted mom the whole time we've known her. So seeing this side of her is interesting. It's nice to just see her happy and smiling and giddy and excited. So maybe her um, demeanor will change when she gets some D in her life, right? <laughs> I'm still traumatized. I'm sorry. I'm still traumatized with the cucumbers, <laughs> with, the, <laughs> with the condoms. Um, like, oh my gosh, I'm still traumatized. I can't, I was, and, and then like you said, we, we've we never seen this side of Lydia. We've always seen the cold-hearted, mean, you know, side of Lydia that she, you know, she don't care about nothing or nobody, that she's right, the, um, the world's wrong. And then to see her, even the transformation that um, whenever we've seen her in before to now, I mean, it's like a 360. She doesn't even look like the same person. She's glowing. She's in love. You know, she's all, you know, giggly. And but I don't know. I I was like, I'm traumatized after seeing all that. I, I don't even know what to say, to be honest. It was a lot. <laughs> it was. It was, it was a, lot a lot in a short amount of time. Like we were just uh, kind of like, oh, Lydia's on the show. Let's see what she's doing. And it was just like, boom, in your face. Sexual. Like it was just a lot in a short amount of time. But it's been since 2009 since she's been with a man. And she's she's worried about if it's big enough. And it was just a lot. It was a lot. Like, Lydia, we love you. But whoa. Right. Like, whoa. What she said, like she didn't wait 12 years for a small one that she wants to be a big one. I'm like, oh, my God. And then she's coming out and talking about sex in front of everybody. Like, and then she said it was embarrassing. No, it's not. If it was embarrassing, you wouldn't be doing it. Oh, my gosh. Then, yeah, Lydia and Scott is going to be one of those that. <laughs> this is going to be the I don't know. This is going to be the couple to watch. I know it. They're going to be the couple yes. to watch. All right, yes. guys, we run out of time. So thank you for joining us. Thank you so much to my co-host, Didi, for joining me. I'm George Mossy. Make sure you follow me on all social media platforms at George Mossy, georgemossy.com, and anywhere you get your podcast. This has been the George Mossy Show, Love in Paradise, Sunday Day Fiance, Season 4, Episode 2. We'll talk to you guys really soon.